Yes, the women in our program lose weight, they keep it off, but that's not the focus. The focus is the hard work. Welcome to Compare to Who, the podcast to help you stop comparing and start living. I'm your host, Heather Creekmore. I hate to admit this, but I used to secretly obsess over my appearance. I thought it was part of my job as a woman to always look better, but never felt like I could be good enough. Maybe you can relate. God, in his grace, showed me a way out, and I want to give you all the tools you need to break free too. If you've ever spent too much time stressing over your looks, I get it. I hope you'll keep listening and find the same freedom I have. Here are three other things you should know about me. I'm a minivan driving mom of four. I'm author of the book Compared to Who and the forthcoming book The Burden of Better. I'm a blogger at comparedtowho.me and you just may have seen my epic big fail on Netflix. If you've ever struggled with comparison or body image issues, Compared to Who is the show for you. I hope you enjoy today's episode and hey, tell a friend about it. Hey there, welcome to the Compared to Who podcast. I'm Heather Creekmore, and today I'm here with my friend, Sarah Borsten. Let me tell you a little bit about her before I let her share her story. Sarah is a speaker, a writer, and get this, you guys are going to be interested in this. She is a 100-pound weight loss success story. She and her husband, Mike, are parents to five children through birth and special needs adoption. And when she's not power napping, I appreciate that, find her at her popular website. You've probably heard of this or been there. It's called The Holy Mess. Sarah, welcome to the Compared to Who podcast. Thank you so much, Heather. It really is an honor to be here. Well, I've been your friend virtually for a number of years now, (laughs) but this is our first time to actually have a conversation, so I'm excited about that. Can you just share a little bit of your story with everyone? Absolutely. Well, a huge part of my story, as you mentioned, is my 100 pound weight loss. And that happened about 15 years ago. I've been maintaining my weight for the last 15 years. All my life, I was overweight from looking at pictures from the time I was about three years old. I was overweight and I certainly grew up in a family that loved food, revered food, centered around food, our, our um, times of enjoyment, we're going out to eat or gathering around big meals and didn't really um, have much physical activity. As um, I went on in years, as I became an adult and had children, I continued to gain weight and I would lose weight sometimes as much as 40 or 50 pounds, but I couldn't maintain it. I didn't have the skills to maintain it. And you know, when the pounds come back, they tend to bring friends. And so it got to the point where I was very heavy and um, I was an emotional eater. I was a binge eater. I compulsively overate, and um, I knew that I had to make a change. I had to make a significant change, and for me, a big part of that was therapy. I started seeing a therapist who worked with people who had emotional issues and eating issues, and um, after I had been seeing him for a while, I did also use Weight Watchers because for me, it was helpful to have those boundaries. I needed those boundaries because I had such unstructured eating for so long. And a big part of my weight loss was bringing God into it, inviting God into my journey. But I'll be honest that I didn't start with that. I just wanted to get the pounds off however I could do it. Mm -hmm. But as 
part of that process through the therapy and other things that I was doing, I recognized that the way to keep the weight off was with grace and compassion and ultimately God's grace and compassion for me. But it was part of the journey and part of the process. I didn't start there, but it's where God brought me to eventually. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you clarified that because I'm sure there's some people watching or listening today that are like, wait a second here, Heather, you tell us <laughs> that the weight loss success story is not the success story. And you tell us that diets are not the way to go. And now you have this person on. I want to clarify that that's the reason why I support your program, because there's a group of people out there that want to lose a couple vanity pounds and are stuck in a rut of trying every new diet, every new program out there to lose a little bit of vanity weight. And I hate, I hate the term vanity weight, but I mean, it really is what it, what right. it is, right? right? But then there's a whole nother group of people that really do need to lose weight. And it's always hard for me to kind of make the distinction between those two groups when I talk about diets and, and weight loss plans and breaking out of the diet culture. But I think I, and I, truly believe that what you are doing is you are helping women not just find their next diet so they can do it for a couple weeks, lose a couple pounds, and then go back on something again. But you are trying to help women find something sustainable. I know that's true. <laughs> can you flesh that yeah. out for me a little bit? Absolutely. So today, God has brought me so far. I run a Christian women's online weight loss program called Faithful Finish Lines, and we have a membership. And I co-lead with my partner, Becky, Becky Brown, who has also lost 100 pounds and is keeping it off. And such a God thing that he brought us together to do this program. And it is very much a spiritual journey. Yes, the women in our program lose weight, they keep it off, but that's not the focus. The focus is the heart work. So we have 10 stages that are part of this program. So we go through everything. We go through the physical, the emotional, the mental, the spiritual. So there's lots of practical stuff in there too, because for many of us, we need the practical, like cleaning out the pantry of the junk food and how to plan meals and things like that. But much deeper than that is the spiritual heart work issues. And for those of us who are very overweight, oftentimes that is where we need to go. We might have emotional eating issues. We might have spiritual issues that are going on. So the foundation of our program is what we call trading guilt for grace. Mm -hmm. So we knew when we started this program that we wanted it to be grace-based, meaning that it's not like, you know, these strict rules that you're a good girl if you're following them and a bad girl if you're not. Um, but, um, so when we first started, we were very grace-based. And so when women would come to our, to our Facebook group, our private group for members and say like, oh, I totally binged and I way over eight, we started off saying like, oh, that's okay. You know, God forgives you. It's all right. And then we started to back up a little bit and say, wait a minute, it's not okay. Mm. It's not okay to eat rows and rows of Oreos when we're stressed out. And then we started to, um, to, that's when we developed the trading guilt for grace process. And so now when women come into it, we do say, let's, let's come back to God. Let's repent. Let's recognize that that's not okay and rely on his grace and forgiveness. So it, it's a huge shift in many ways to focus on that grace and forgiveness. I love that, Sarah, because I was talking with someone earlier about how, how tempting it is to make the sin of gluttony relatively 
like lower or less than all the other sins. And our conversation was really about like how, you know, how men deal with accountability in the area of lust. And when you were talking, I was thinking about like, I remember years and years ago, hearing about a, an accountability group where one of the men was dealing with lust and the response was like, well, it's okay. You know, just, it's, it's okay. Do, do better tomorrow. And it's like, well, no, no, but it's, it's not okay. Like you have to take a different approach to it. You have to stop and recognize, oh, wait a second. That's, that's sin and sin has a remedy. You got to require the, the repentance. And, and then you can go on from there with, Hey, you know, grace be with you. <laughs> you have not fallen too far from grace. <laughs> like you, you are still okay. You can get right back on that trail with, <laughs> without, you know, without any hesitancy. But I think that's really, really important. So I love, I love how you, you flesh that out. And I know also that you talk about idolatry as well as part of it too. You want to fill that out yeah. a little bit? Yeah, definitely. I think exactly um, what your ministry is, Heather. And I love your book, by the way. And I love your podcast. I was just saying before we came on here, I've been binge listening because it's so good. And it's just been filling my heart. And it is so true that we can make our bodies or what we think about our bodies an idol. We can make a diet an idol. We can make food an idol. And it's important not to do that. And I'm on that journey too. You know, I'm a mentor to women, but I, that is not to say in any way, shape, performed that I have somehow arrived. God has brought me so far and given me such freedom with food and with, you know, my body and dieting, but I'm still working on it too. And so it's very much my own obedience. It's not me saying I've got it all together, but more of we are in this together and I will lead you with what I've learned. And we are together working on this, you know, as we strive to serve God more and better each day. Amen. Well, I mean, I believe that I can say I'm free, but being free doesn't mean I'm not going to be tempted, right? Oh, like yes. Being yes. free doesn't mean the temptation to serve those idols is, is, is gone, but mm -hmm. I can be free of serving those idols, but they're still going <laughs> to be calling out, Heather, come <laughs> over here. Remember well, how fun we were. <laughs> that is so true. And I think for those of us who are in leadership um, of any type, the enemy is going to work extra hard. And so, um, you know, we really have to guard our hearts. And for me, that's relying on scripture, praying and just recognizing exactly like you said, it is a temptation. And again, using that same process, that trading guilt for grace process, guess what? I use it myself. That's why I can say that it works because I use it. I come back to God and a lot of times for me, that's in my morning journaling time. I get up before all my kids. I have five kids. Hello. If I want any quiet time, I have to do it in the morning. And, um, you know, apologizing to God for ways that I use food that I shouldn't have the day before, thanking him for the ways that he got me through it, repenting when I need to, and then resting in that grace of like, oh, feels so good <laughs> to recognize his grace and forgiveness for me. Yeah. I love that. Okay. Now, Sarah, I'm going to put you on the spot a little bit. Sure. And I didn't prepare you for this, but <laughs> there's probably someone listening today that needs to lose a hundred pounds or more. And they are probably believing the lie that as soon as they lose the weight, they won't struggle with their body image anymore. Now I, I, I showed my cards by saying, believing the lie. I shouldn't have done that. That was not a good interviewer <laughs> skill. I'm going to have to work on that, work on my journalism. But let me, let me start again. Sarah, 
if someone is listening today and they believe that they're going to stop having body image issues as soon as they lose the weight, what would you say to that person? You said it perfectly, Heather, <laughs> that that is such a lie. You know, our body image has nothing to do with the number on the scale. And this is complicated. I totally hear what you're saying because the truth might be that you do need to lose weight for health reasons, for medical reasons, you know, because you want to, because you want to be healthier. But I can tell you that I am at my goal weight and it is still a continual temptation for me and a place where, again, I have to take my thoughts captive. That's something that we also talk about a lot is taking our thoughts captive to obey Christ. One of the very practical things that is helpful for me is to use Christian affirmations. So I'll take parts of God's word directly or things that are true from God's word, like victory over Christ is mine. That's one of mine. And I will write that in my journal on a regular basis. Um, I will say it to myself. I'll put it on note cards. Those are ways that I get that truth of God into my mind to replace those lies because I do have so many of those lies that run pretty deep and I think most of us can relate to that. I think another thing that I thought of while you were talking was an area that is so challenging for so many women in our program and was for me is the scale, mm -hmm. stepping on the scale. So one of the things that we recommend, if you choose to weigh yourself, and I know that not everybody does, but we do in our program because we are actively trying to lose weight, you know, to be healthy, is I have women write down three words that they want to believe about themselves. And we test it to see, is it true um, based on the Bible? So it might be joyful. It might be successful. It might be chosen. It might be forgiven, whatever it is. And I have them put it on a sticky note and put it on top of their scale. So you actually can't see the number on the scale until okay. you read the post-it note. And so we think about, okay, those are the truth of God before I step on the scale. Mm -hmm. Then you can take the post-it note off. You can weigh yourself and then you put it back on. And yeah. because that's the truth, no matter what that number is, if it's gone up, if it's gone down, if it stays the same, I still want you focused on those three words because that is the truth of God, no matter what that number on the scale says. Hey there, how much is freedom worth to you? That's kind of an odd question, right? When I was in the midst of my struggle with disordered eating and body image, I would have paid anything I had to be free. Truth is, I spent a lot of my budget on things I thought could help me be free, like new diets, exercise gizmos, clothing, but none of those things really helped. I'm so grateful that God showed me the way out. And now I'm passionate about helping others find their way out too. I want them to know that Jesus already paid it all. They don't have to spend another cent to find the freedom they really desire. But truth is, it does cost me something to get this message out, compared to who can't spread the message of Jesus' offer of freedom without the help of women like you. Would you consider making a contribution? Check out Compared to Who's Patreon page at patreon.com slash compared to who. Then prayerfully consider giving $1 or $5 a month, whatever you can to help. Any amount you'd be willing to donate would be a huge blessing and will go directly towards covering the operating expenses of this ministry. Thank you for being a part of seeing other women set free from the chains of body image and comparison. May God bless your generosity. Absolutely. That's so good. And, you know, and you just think about it, like who would parent their child by bullying them 
expecting mm. them to change their behaviors, right? It's I mean, so I know true. that happens. I shouldn't say who would because it's everywhere, right? But, but, but the best way to parent is not to bully your child into yes. the behavior we want. But yet mm. with our bodies, we think we have to bully ourselves into, you know, making our bodies look different or losing the weight or doing whatever it is we want to do. It's like, oh, if I'm just really mean to myself, <laughs> maybe it'll work. And it's, it's just counter to all things rational, right? Like, and that's not God's way either. Like he wouldn't treat us like that. So I think, I think that's really, that's really good. That's really a, a neat thing that you do. Well, what could someone expect if they became part of your community? Like what kind of, what kind of support and help do you offer? Absolutely. So first of all, um, my website, I have tons of resources that are free, which is theholymess.com. And then Becky and I together also run a Christian women's weight loss group on Facebook that is completely free. So um, I know that sometimes finances are an issue for people. We still want you to know that you're very much part of our community and we will give you lots of free resources. But for women who do want to invest in something deeper, as I mentioned, we have a 10 stage program. So this is actually quite in-depth where we go into um, physical, emotional, spiritual. So like I said, it's those practical things like how do I meal plan? How do I keep my calories under control? How do I increase my fruits and vegetables? And then the spiritual where we go into the fruits of the spirit and how those affect weight loss, things like gentleness and self-control. And um, we talk about community and so that might be building a supportive community for yourself. That might also be like, um, how do I talk to my husband who eats ice cream in front of me every night when I really need to not be eating that right now? Or, you know, things like that. Um, we talk about how to incorporate more real foods as opposed to processed foods. So there are a lot of those different things. So that part of the course is self-guided. And women can do that at a pace that works for them. And then we have the community aspect, which is a private Facebook group. And there is where we, there's where a lot of the magic happens. Um, Becky and I do a once a week coaching call in that group. And um, so members can ask their questions and we answer their questions and just so much support and community that happens in that group. So that's what it looks like when women join our program. That's awesome. So if you have like a, a bat, I shouldn't say bad, oh, all those years of dieting, I mean, sometimes <laughs> It okay. just comes out. <laughs> it just comes out. But if you have a weekend where you overdid it and you need to uh, substitute the grace for the guilt, as you say, right. <laughs> then I, I can jump into your after I, I'm in the program. Then I had the opportunity to be part of that community and say, please pray for me, help me. And, and you're there to support me. Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. It's a very close knit community in that group. And Becky and I are very active in that group. We're working there on a regular basis. And so, you know, that to me is one of the biggest benefits is two women who have lost 100, over 100 pounds and are keeping it off and we're real. You know, we are not your beach body, you know, on Instagram and a bikini type of people. We're very much everyday real woman. I have my lumps and bumps. I've got my loose skin that I, you know, I haven't had surgery to have it removed or anything like that. This is just very much focused on the, the real woman and the process and the faith. We're very, um, you know, continually offering women, you know, Bible verses and praying for them and praying for our members and um, focused on that aspect of weight yeah. loss. Yeah, that's really good. And I believe that that's what's most important, right? Mm -hmm. I think, I think as I've observed it and really experienced it too, 
it's like when I'm focused on the weight loss goal or the fitness goal or, or what, what it's like, it takes all of my attention. I mean, those idols take all your attention, all your focus. I'm, you know, maybe not as nice as I should be <laughs> with my family, right? Especially if they're going to get in the way of my, mm-hmm. my fitness goal or, you know, get in the way of my, my food goal for the week or whatever. And really God just kind of drops out of the picture. It's like, oh, don't, I don't got time for that. I got things <laughs> to do. Right. And, yeah. and it's just, it misses the point, right? Because if you're not spiritually healthy, like who cares if you're physically healthy? I mean, kind of right. like Paul says in Second Timothy, or you know, I think it's Second Timothy with the physical fitness is of some some benefit, but it's the spiritual fitness yes. that that yes. that matters. And it's, I mean, it's so tempting in our culture to focus on the physical over the spiritual. But uh, it's just if you get the spiritual in place, I think the physical becomes so much easier. And I think God, God honors things like what you're doing. When you take women through a program where he is at the center, where he is at, at the front of it, like, I know that God honors that. I know that God is willing to help us get healthier, but we just got to ask him and seek him. And so I love that. Absolutely. been bogging you down for too long, it's time to get free. My friend, go to comparejahoo.me, take your free body image awareness quiz. You will learn amazing things. You'll get your results right away. And I think you'll have fun too, because I mean, who doesn't love to take quizzes? Go to comparejahoo.me. There's lots of great resources on that site, articles about body image and comparison and how you can find freedom through the gospel of Jesus Christ. Check it out today right after this episode, of course. You know, women will talk about like, I came in to lose weight. I just wanted to get the pounds off, do whatever. But this has been such a a process of spiritual growth. Mm -hmm. And for me, that is like, that's the best thing I could possibly hear because that is so true. This isn't about the pounds. This isn't about the number on the scale. This is about growing in faith and moving more and more into who God created you to be. Because when I was a hundred pounds overweight, I was not healthy. I did not feel Mm -hmm. good. I had stomach problems all the time. I was so self-conscious, you know, all of these different things and starting to eat in a way that's healthy, live my life in a way that's healthy, not like give to the point where I was giving so much that I had nothing left for myself, putting those priorities in order, putting God first, that has changed so much. And those are the benefits that I celebrate. And the the weight loss is like, oh yeah, that's really great too. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all those other things that make such a difference. That's really good. And I believe, and you can tell me if you agree with this or have seen this even, I think a woman has to know she's valued mm. at a hundred pounds of her weight or 200 pounds of her weight or 70 pounds of her weight or wherever she is. She has to know she's valued and loved unconditionally then already in order to really be secure on a journey to, to lose weight in, in a lasting way. Because I think there's so many women waiting to feel that and believing that they'll feel that when they just hit that number on the scale. And then when it doesn't come, it's like, well, why'd I bother bring out the Oreos Where's the ice cream? Right. I mean, what was this all for? So what do you think about all that? 
Oh yeah, I totally agree. And I can totally relate to how challenging that is. You know, I'll hear different things where people say like, well, you know, once I lose the weight, I can value myself. No, you need to turn that around, value yourself first, and then you'll lose the weight. But that is tough. That is so hard when you've had a lifetime of other people speaking poorly of you, you speaking poorly about yourself, putting yourself down a culture that, um, you know, maybe doesn't value you or looks down on you because you're overweight. It's this crazy thing about our culture. Like we value these women who are so skinny, they're anorexic that we mm -hmm. see on billboards, but then we sit down at a restaurant and we're offered a plate that is five times a normal serving. It's like, well, uh, of course, you know, we have all these issues. It's so challenging. It's so challenging. And again, I would say it's a process. Mm -hmm. You know, for me, it was certainly a process. It's not like as soon as I started my 100 pound weight loss journey, I just valued myself. It was mm -hmm. lots and lots of little baby steps along the way. Things like um, saying like, yes, I'm a mom to little kids, but it's okay that I'm going to go for a walk or I'm going to spend more of our grocery money on healthy food um, mm -hmm. and, you know, manage with these other things. Um, taking some of those things, you know, I, I like to say I got selfish. I really did. And for so many years, I felt like I couldn't do things for myself because I shouldn't, because that's not what a good mom does. Mm. And at that time I was a mom to little ones and I was a foster mom and I'm a pastor's wife. And, you know, I would volunteer and I would give and give and give because I felt like that's what it meant to be mm -hmm. a good mom. I didn't understand that what I really needed was to take care of myself and then I really could give so much more to my family, my children, my loved ones, and was setting an example for them. I don't want my children to think that what it means to be a Christian or a good mom or person is to like give of themselves to the point that they're sick. That's mm -hmm. not what I want for my children. I want to set a better example for them. Yeah. Well, as you were speaking, I was just thinking about what it really seems to come down to in some ways is just boundaries, right? Oh yes, like that's so true. Because our boundaries get all whacked out, and you know we kind of turn into—I like to say—turn into jellyfish. <laughs> it's like you know, <laughs> I can squish my way into whatever mold you need me to be, and yeah. and you know, and how how dangerous it is when we lose our our boundaries that we don't really have the ability to care for ourselves and those around us in the way that, that God asks us to. I really like that you said that. I think that is so true. You know, I have some things now that are part of my life that I'm very strict about with myself, with my family, you know, like my meal planning is not, is a non-negotiable. And I don't know if this is true for everyone, but for me, who's lost this weight, like I have to plan ahead what my meals are going to be. And I have to have certain healthy groceries in the house. And, um, my exercise is very important to me, not in a way of like being fanatical. Um, especially like, you know, as we're recording this, we have the whole quarantine thing, you know, going on. So my exercise has changed. My food choices have changed, but what hasn't changed is that I've made, I make that a priority. Mm -hmm. So, um, so those are some very strong boundaries that I never had in place before. I would have just said, well, Oh, you know, my kids need this. My kids need that. My husband needs this. You know, I, there's no way. But now I say these things have to happen for me to stay healthy. That comes first. Okay, now I can give now that I've done those things first. Yeah, that's good. Okay, so I, 
I think that this will come out while the quarantine is still kind of wrapping up. Okay. But what about someone that was doing pretty well on track and then grocery madness? <laughs> I mean, it's all, it's all crazy. How, how would you recommend someone who's kind of been derailed by just maybe the emotions and the stress and the anxiety of all this, or just the practicality of, I just can't get what I need. Yeah. How, how would you bring them back on track? Absolutely. So first of all, give yourself some grace. This is hard. Like I, as I mentioned, I've been maintaining my weight loss for 15 years and this is probably one of the toughest times. This has been very difficult time for me. Um, I, um, I've, you know, it's been a challenge for me to maintain my weight and I'm, I've got a lot of practice. So if you have food issues, you know, cut yourself some slack that this is a tough time. I'm not saying like, it's totally okay, but give yourself some grace. Also, people who don't even really have issues with food are all over social media saying, well, I'm going to gain the quarantine 19 and, you know, I'm baking all the bread and what are the recipes for bread without yeast? Cause I can't get yeast and I got to <laughs> bake bread. And, you know, so everybody is struggling. So, you know, give yourself some grace that everyone is struggling, but just do something, just do something. My uh, business partner, Becky talks about one small change. She mm -hmm. lost weight one small change at a time. So, um, you know, maybe you can't get all the produce that you need right now, or maybe meat is very expensive right now. So sometimes we'll kind of be like, well, you know, I can't get the produce I need. So I'm just going to eat Oreos and frozen pizza. <laughs> Okay. It's not my fault. I'll worry about it after the quarantine is over. When that's a little bit crazy, I mean, last I checked, there were tons of frozen vegetables that were still available. Beans are a great option instead of meat. You know, there's yogurt that's um, healthy that's there. So instead of just throw your hands up and say, oh, you know, it's not my fault. There's nothing I can do. There's some gray area somewhere in there. Make some of those healthy choices. Even if it's just one change per day, you will feel so much better if you make those healthy choices. That's how it's been for me. Yeah, that's really good. It reminds, I did a podcast, I think I... I have no idea what day or month it is. I know it's 2020, <laughs> but I'm not sure. I think it's spring. Um, but but I, I did a podcast. I think it was the beginning of the fall um, talking about like, so my tendency at the beginning of every fall is to go like gangbusters with like, okay, we're super organized. And I got like the meals like planned for the whole fall and I got freezer meals and like everyone's, everything has been cleaned and like we are ready. It is go time. And I can sustain that for like 12 days. And then my <laughs> systems are like, like that's the end of my organization. Like I, I just cannot sustain it. And the one thing that I felt like God revealed to me, I was listening to a reading with a kid, maybe the tortoise and the hare story. And I mean, I've known this story probably since I was five years old. Right. But, but I am the tortoise. I love to go excuse me, I'm the hare. I love to go fast, fast, fast. Right. But then I burn out and I need a nap. Um, I love naps. I appreciated your power nap. napping. <laughs> but, but I mean, and, and honestly, sometimes just with food, like I will I'll be tired and I'll go to the kitchen and I'll have to stop myself and be like, Oh, I'm not really hungry. I just need mm -hmm. some energy. So it's mm -hmm. better for me to lay down for seven minutes and get back up and get back to it. than it is for me to try to find things to pet me up. 
um, that are ultimately most of the things I choose to pet me up will just make me crash a half hour later. So, um, so I really appreciate that. But oh yes, the one small, I'm like totally lost my train of thought there. The one small change. And that I think is, is key because what happens for so many women is you go on the diet, right? And you got to change your entire life to make the diet fit your life. And you can't sustain that. Mm -hmm. Chances are you're going to go back to the way you were because that's reasonable. But doing one small change and adding another small change once you got that one down, I I love that. I think think that is so key. So as we wrap up today, what is the number one thing? I don't want you to tell all your secrets because I want people to sign up for your course. (laughs) But but what's what's one thing you could encourage any woman listening today that has maybe a big weight loss journey ahead of her? What's one way you could encourage that woman today, Sarah? Oh, absolutely. This is what I want to say. You can do it. It is possible to lose the weight, to keep it off. I fully believe that God wants to, can, and will heal you of your food issues, of your weight issues, of your body image struggles. It is absolutely possible. And if you don't believe it yet, that's okay. I'll believe in it for you. (laughs) Part of my weight loss process was um, I started exercising, which I didn't exercise at all. Always hated exercise my whole life. Didn't want to sweat. But um, I started walking and then I started running and going to the gym and I ended up doing triathlons. Uh, You can read about that story on my website. But when I was signed up for my first triathlon, I was so terrified, had to relearn how to swim, all these things. And the coaches used to tell us, I was part of a women's triathlon program, used to tell us, I believe you can do it. And we'd say like, I don't know if I can do it. I don't know if I can finish this. And they'd say, well, we'll believe in it for you. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I want to encourage the woman who's listening, who has a hundred, 200, however many pounds to lose and thinks there's just no possible way. You, it is absolutely possible. And I will believe in it for you until you can believe in it for yourself. And I know Heather will believe in it for you too. And more than losing the weight is the healing, believing that God wants to heal you of this. God does not want you to stay stuck in any kind of unhealthy, even sinful pattern. And so that's how I know that God does want to heal you of these issues. He does. And so I absolutely believe it's possible for you. Amen. I love that. I mean, sometimes that's just what we need, right? We just need a friend to yeah. stand beside us and say, okay, I know this is hard for you to believe for yourself, but I'm, I'm walking with you and, and you can do this. That's really good. And the other thing I thought of as you were speaking was, I, God has shown me this again and again, but the time is going to pass mm-hmm. no matter what. Yep. And so when I think Oh, that journey's too long. That's going to take too long to accomplish it. It's like the time is going to pass whether or not I start the journey or or not. Like it's still going to take, you know, I'm still going to, hopefully, God willing, I'm still going to be here a year from now, two years from now, like still walking the same road. So every choice I make between now and then can either lead me towards the road I really want to be on, um, that I was afraid to get on because it was going to take too long or I can just stay the path and the time's going to pass anyway. So I, I hope that's encouragement for someone watching or listening today who's just maybe overwhelmed with the thought like this is going to take me a year. This is going to take me two years. That's okay. Like it's, it's not a race. The tortoise wins. Right? <laughs> I know. So, so hopefully that'll be encouraging to someone. Well, you've got, you've got a little like a starter program, right? It's called grow your faith, lose the weight challenge. You want to tell me about that? 
Yep. So this is a free five-day challenge. I know that Heather's going to include the link so you can come and join. It's um, so many women have been through it and they just absolutely love it. We give you a small challenge every day and it's focused on faith. So we're not telling you how many calories to eat or, um, you know, anything like that, or to do a certain exercise. This is how can I mold my faith or even what does it look like to be on a Christian weight loss journey? Because for so many of us, we maybe have our, our faith and then we have our weight loss, but it doesn't really, we don't really understand how to bring the two together. And so the five days we show you what it means to um, invite God into your weight loss journey and actually make him the center of your weight loss journey. So we'd invite anyone to join that. Awesome. And tell everyone, I'll put the links in the show notes, but why don't you just go ahead and tell anyone who's just listening and not reading right now, how can they, how can they find you? How can they find that program? Definitely. So probably the easiest way is to go to theholymess.com. And if you type in the search, grow your faith, lose the weight, um, it'll come right up so that you can join. And uh, again, Heather will put the link to so that you can so that you can get it there. But we'd love to have you join us. And actually, if you probably just Google it, it would probably come up too. But awesome. yeah. And then everyone can connect with you through Facebook too, right? They can find, yep. they can find the open group. Um, remind everyone what that's called. Yeah. It, if you go to Faithful Finish Lines, um, we do have a separate page for that. And then the group is Christian Weight Loss for Women with Faithful Finish Lines. So Great. great. Yeah. Well, Sarah, thank you so much for being on the thank show today. You. Delightful to talk to you. I know you're in New York, so you're quarantined for a little while longer, aren't yeah, you? Definitely a little while longer, maybe a lot longer. We yeah. shall see. But thankfully, I'm in the Buffalo area, so I'm not quite as risky. But there are a lot of people here who do have the virus that's going on right now. So we do yeah. pray for all of them. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate you joining yeah. us and thanks for the good work you do. I know you're helping thank a lot you. of women. So thanks. Well, that's all for today's show. I am glad that you tuned in and I hope something about today's episode helped you stop comparing and start living. Thanks for watching or listening. Bye-bye. Hey friend, would you check out the date on that episode you just listened to? Yeah, it's been a minute. Listening to old podcasts is almost like reading my diary from several years ago. In some cases, it's even a little embarrassing. So instead of listening straight through season by season, can I encourage you to skip ahead? I release brand new episodes every Tuesday and Friday. And if you're not sure where to start, you can go to improvebodyimage.com, find the Start Here button, and I've got several episodes listed and categorized so you can find the topics that are of most interest to you. Your time is valuable, so skip straight to the good stuff. I'm glad you're here. Thanks for letting me be a part of your body image and food freedom journey. Have you ever felt conflict between your faith and feelings? If so, you're not alone. My name is Carly Mercouillier. I'm a licensed therapist and the host of the Therapy and Theology podcast, where we explore popular topics and questions related to faith, feelings, and spiritual formation. I want to invite you to join me every Thursday as we fearlessly name the complexities of our reality, grow in the awareness of who we are, and rediscover the power and purpose of our unique stories through the lens of the gospel. Subscribe today at lifeaudio.com.